Welcome back to Beck Daily, presented by Ben MGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth with you. And we will get to our lightning bets in just a bit. But first, we have got a tweet from Ian Rappaport that we shall share. Colts running back Jonathan Taylor, fresh off a two-touchdown performance, suffered an injured thumb that is requiring further evaluation and puts his status in doubt going forward, sources say. More info coming with all options considered. Yes, I know Jonathan Taylor is a running back, but he is a good one. And so I am curious in terms of how we should look at the Colts going forward. Joe, what do you think? I don't think it's that much. Like Zach Moss was really good before Taylor signed the deal. Then he started getting heavy work. And right after he signed the deal, Moss was having career games. And then it was clear that just usage-wise, they were like, as an organization, we need to get Taylor more involved. And it's been a good thing. He had a good game over the weekend against Tampa Bay, and that's a tough matchup uh, going up against that run defense. But, I, guys, it doesn't change anything to me. It doesn't change a thing at all. Uh, I'd say more with the Colts, it's a matter of which defense is going to show up. Is it the defense that for a month was, like, points-wise, one of the worst in the NFL? Or... Like, more recently, where they've been pretty good? I don't know. They're a well-coached team. I'll say that. I don't have faith that they're going to be in the postseason. But it, when when you look at that team overall, it's like, okay, the defense isn't great. They're on their backup quarterback. You never know if you're going to get consistent play out of the receivers. Like, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. And it's different guys that pop up. Once in a while, it's Pittman or it's somebody else. But, um it's kind of amazing. I know it's soft schedule, soft division, all that, but it's still amazing that they're even in the position that they are going into week 13. Exactly. I've been wanting to fade the Colts and hoping they do not make the playoffs. So I am very happy about this. Other than that, honestly, you think it changes it? That indie team. You think, think it changes could, anything? Yeah. Any little dock against them, I need so like the Broncos or someone can get in the Rams or not the Rams. Someone can get into the playoffs, and the Colts need to drop down. Because right now, I am surprised they are where they are. <laughs> down. The, these are razor thin margins when it comes to the AFC wild card race, and that's why mm-hmm. I think it's worthy of at least paying attention. Uh, I, normally I wouldn't, but because, you know, we're dealing with the, the smallest of uh, tweaks and margins and engines and all that stuff when it comes to who's going to get into the AFC playoffs, I think it's worth our attention just because of that. And certainly when Zach Moss sort of becomes, you know, assuming that, you know, JT's out here, uh, when Zach Moss is the bell cow back, what do we do with his props? Like the carries will be there, but does he wear down over time? Like I almost want to fade Moss terms of betting on Colts games going forward because I'm not sure you can handle the workload maybe that's my biggest takeaway is more short term than it is say long term but at the same time I do think it's something worth paying attention to yeah um in, in that first month oh man it was 88 122 70 and 165 rushing yards he had I mean a ridiculous amount of touchdown three no actually four touchdowns in those four games but I, numbers-wise, he's just as good as Taylor. But, yeah, it was okay. second to last. Right. But maybe and, and it's good. Like, like, he just yeah. had a m- month and a half where he can kind of rest up a little bit. So maybe he's going he's gonna to have a bit of a spark here. Maybe uh, more short-term, but, hey, it could be good for them. 
No, that makes sense. No, it totally makes sense. All right, time now for lightning bets. Uh, so two in basketball. I'm going to start with Bucks and Heat. I'm going over 227.5, and, and I get that Milwaukee, there are still some serious defensive questions. They do play higher-scoring games, and I know you're going up against Miami, slow pace, all that stuff. But I do think that the Bucks can do their fair share, so I'm expecting a higher-scoring game where the Heat do have to keep up. It's going to be the over 227.5. Celtics and Bulls. We did have Von Dolzell on the program earlier. If you missed it, make sure to check out our podcast wherever you podcast. But I do feel like that, yes, it's a large spread with 13 and a half, but the Celtics are not guaranteed to make the knockout round of the in-season tournament. So it may be something where the Celtics do want to run up the score a little bit, keep the starters in there a little bit longer than they otherwise right. would. And so I'm expecting them to go nuts there, and I think they can cover a you know, pretty decent number. And then finally, on the ice, Vegas, Oilers, over six and a half goals, second of a back-to-back for the Golden Knights up in Canada. Oilers can certainly score against an exhausted Golden Knights defense. So higher scoring affair there between the Golden Knights and the Oilers, Joe. Yeah, that that is a big number on the Celtics, but not even considering the Bulls at all in any way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They they found a way to make that losing streak continue the other day after getting a massive lead early on against the Nets. And speaking of the Nets, that's where I'm rolling. Uh, We've got the Nets going against the Raptors. Raptors uh, already eliminated from group play. If you look at these home games for the Nets, the teams that they've lost to, they're title contenders. It's Milwaukee. It's Boston. It's Philadelphia. Uh, the number's down to one and a half. So I'm, I'm going to take the Nets and lay that short number against the Raptors. Uh, Brooklyn minus one and a half. And the other one, this does have a team that's eliminated from group play, but I still think there's value. And I still think that the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to want to play spoiler here against the T-Wolves. They're getting three and a half. That number is starting to drop at some books, so I don't think it's going to last. It's probably going to be two and a half, three across the board pretty soon, so you might want to take a look. We're, we're starting to get more and more Chet Holmgren monster games. We got one the other day against Philadelphia. He poured in 33 points against the Sixers. Uh, we saw it a couple weeks ago against Golden State when he had 36. I mean, this might be a thing where we're going to see more and more of that out of, uh, out of Chet. Give me the Thunder plus three in the hook at the T-Wolves. Love it. Love it. All right. I'm feeling frisky. And as one oh. of our listeners pointed out, perhaps the fast In the did chat? me good. Yeah. Oh, uh, actually, oh no. It's me last night. Yeah. Not the one Twitch chat. One of our chat. listeners DM me saying <laughs> that uh, the water fast Sliding got me good. I assume he means I'm I'm crazy now after doing that, which could be true. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do, Paul, you brought it up. I love this Texans team. Maybe they can go on a run like the Bengals did when they played the Rams in the Super Bowl and just keep things going. 31 to 1 to win the AFC championship. And even if they get there, I could always hedge a little bit. So I'm doing that. Broncos to make the playoffs, plus 146. Like I said, helps me to have the Colts drop down. I like this Jonathan Taylor news. Last night on my Instagram, Steelers, number one seed in the AFC, 50-1. This is just a value play, but you look at their upcoming schedule. I love it. You guys are laughing at me. All right, and then I have a normal bet. That's what Vaughn <laughs> was talking about, right? Yeah. The oh, Steelers man. one, 50-1. Yeah, 50-1. 
value play on the Steelers. All right. Oregon minus six and a half. Speaking of Vaughn, first half spread. It's even money. I kind of liked his point about there being a backdoor cover. So first half be up by, you know, at least seven. I like that. So I'll be on Oregon minus six and a half first half. Paul? Cool. Get to kick back, relax, and uh, our Pacers have already clinched their group. So that's great for the in-season tournament. I'm interested to see. I mean, I would like the Celtics. They're not going to lose to the Bulls, obviously. Would love for them to somehow not make it in due to point differential. Because uh, I would not love that matchup for the Pacers. But we'll see how everything shakes out. What about the Rockets? Catching three and a half against an eliminated Mavericks team. Little battle of what is it? I forty five. It's been a minute since I've been down there. I don't know. That's that, right. Is that the yeah. Yeah. yeah, I forty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll take the Rockets as a uh, plus three and a half dog at the Mavs playing for their in tournament season lives. Love the Rockets and Houston historically, so that's great. <laughs> yes. Um, and then I brought up the. Play. I guess we talked mostly. About it off air. I, I don't. I got nothing on Kentucky Miami tonight. I am interested to watch it though. Um, but I brought up the idea for the Bills of like a money line rollover idea, and I think that's the way. Look, they got the bye week this week, but that's how I'm going to play it. Uh, again, starting with the Chiefs next week, and then Cowboys, and then going to do the Chargers. Obviously, if they've lost by now, it's dead. Probably skip something like the Patriots where they're a heavy money line favorite and then kind of see where things are at as uh, with that Dolphins game. Doesn't mean anything, does it not? But then if you, I'd probably, I would carry it into the playoffs. Um, so that'll be my plan to attack with the Bills. I can't quit them either. I already have Super Bowl bet where we tried to catch the falling knife at I think 21. Yeah. So catch good luck with all that. Knife. But instead of a 50, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think, yeah. Good history with that as well. But instead of the 50. You, you uh, did not catch okay. it. You I did not. Missed. I missed. Oh, God. It. So. Yeah. So Ew. I'm due. Due for positive regression when it comes to falling knives, I would say. <laughs> Man. But they don't by, have to way, win every game to get in, though. I think they've got a good I, Four and one. I don't think they can go three and two. I'm not with you guys on that. No, I don't think so. No, that's fair. And I think it's. I think it's. I prefer five and zero. I will say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wouldn't we all? (laughs) It would would be nice. If they come off the bye and it's the Eagles' loss, and then they win five in a row going into the playoffs, everybody's going to be scared of them. I think they'll be scared of them either way. Just get in. Like, they're going to be the story of the league if they win five in a row. To We've seen in. teams do this before. It's been a decade or so, but we saw the Packers do this back in, like, what, 2009, 2010. We saw the Steelers do it around that same time. Just win out at the end, barely get in, and then you go on a tear in the playoffs and win it all. Do we care about Dawson Knox coming back uh, after the bye, assuming he does? Is it good? Like, how, how much of a game changer is it good is if that? he comes back? No, that's what do you think? Target. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Do you want I, them? In might make it more 12? conservative, but I mean, yeah. it's part of the design. I don't know. That, that would be my question. Like, you know, mm-hmm. is it too conservative? The run game's certainly better. That's for sure. 
Thanks for watching and listening to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. For those listening, next up is Jim Rome. For those watching on Twitch and YouTube, stay tuned for The Daily Tip. Take care, everybody.